You're listening to Finding Your Fabulous, a podcast about finding the fabulous in the everyday. In this episode, I'm joined by one of my best friends, Lily. Lily and I have been friends for about three years and our friendship has helped me find the fabulous in the everyday. Join us as we talk friendships in your 20s, how to make new friends, what defines a good friendship and our daily gratitude practice. Hi Lily. Hello Sinead. Hi Han. Welcome to Finding Your Fabulous, the podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. It's an absolute honour and privilege to have you here because you and I talk about podcasts all day long and now we're sat here recording one together. I'm such a podcast advocate. My friend. What's your, so what's your favourite thing about podcasts? I, so I think for me it like relaxes me before work and I think that's why I like it. Whereas if I listen to music and there's a certain mood, that will reflect my personality for the whole day that's interesting whereas a podcast I feel like I can learn stuff and I try and listen to even stuff I'm not interested in so like the other day I listened to one on football oh you know how much I'm such a rugby fan (laughs) I just like that I can learn stuff I try and really differ what I listen to so anything I'll listen to podcasts anything and you I think that's so interesting because I'm kind I try and get out my comfort zone but in the day I'm just like my fave RuPaul (laughs) I'm like oh groundbreaking I know but this is why I like having you you as a friend but I like having you as a friend because you expand my horizons and that brings me on to our topic today which is Friendships. Yeah, so Lily is a friend of mine who we met, I met through a mutual friend. We actually Mm. went to uni together, but we didn't really know each other. And our friendship has really grown as we've got to know each other after uni, which is really interesting. And I think Lily and I are, why do you think our friendship works? I don't know. I think it's because we have a very mutual understanding of how each other works. But I think we're very different at the same time and we don't almost suffocate each other with our interests. We both know what each other likes and doesn't like, but then equally we're so similar in so many different ways of we, and we've experienced certain things at the exact same time, which is very strange. Yes. And I think Alignment. what you said is we, we know each other's like difference. Oh my God, my candle's just gone out. I mean? had a candle burning just to like set the atmosphere and, and we see, we, but that's another thing we're both like, oh my God, I think it just ran out. I don't think oh, it means anything. No R.O.P. <laughs> it's a good excuse to buy a new scented candle. Okay. Anyway, um, I'm not a candle blogger. Um, <laughs> is on. the microphone still on? Yeah. Right. So, so. God, can you imagine? Um, so the point that you said earlier was about um, we understand each other's differences and we're mm-hmm. like cool with that. And I think something I've it's taken me a long time to learn is that not um, one person can't be everything to you. No. And like for example, my friendship with you is very different to my friendship I have with Ali. So for mm-hmm. example, I would never be like, oh my god, let's go to a drag show, let's go for a gay night out. Because I know you're not. In, well, you yeah. might be into that on on the old night out. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like I I respect that your friendship, our friendship, is never going to be the same with way I have it without it and equally that you'd probably never take me to a rugby game but that's like you know I think it's important to have different different people mean different things to you and I think that's perfectly okay because no one person is going to ever be able to make your Mm. meet your needs and even in like a romantic relationship Mm -hmm. it's it's so important to have different people who meet different needs like I think it's good to have different opinions yeah and you can decide which one you like best and go with that (laughs) exactly I think that that's the the key thing here Mm. and what so what what have you learned about friendships in your 20s because I think friendships in your 20s are a whole other game they're better so okay I think I guess the friendships in my 20s are the people that I've take it's a weird way to say it but taken from uni 
So Mm -hmm. they've been the most meaningful for sure. And I think when I was younger, which I guess we'll talk about later, they didn't seem as important to me. Whereas now my friendships are like the most important thing in my life because I think you have to, you have to maintain them. It's like any relationship, be it with your family, like a romantic relationship. I think if you don't maintain your friendships, they'll, they won't stay there. So for me, it's important to just make time for people. And I think that's the main thing is just making sure that they are an importance to you. And if Mm -hmm. they're not, then you obviously, maybe they're not right friends for you. Yeah. Because that's obviously something that can happen as well. And I I think what you said there as well is very true. You have to, there's a certain level of proactiveness that is required of friendships. You often have to be the person that reaches out and says, hey, are you okay? And obviously if you're the person doing that all the time, then, you know, you pull back and you know there's nothing for you there. But sometimes it's very easy to sit at home and be like, oh, I have no friends, people don't understand me. But I think something I've learned is actually you you sometimes have to look around and think like actually there are often people in your life who will be there for you you just have to like kind of reach out to them and I'm a very big believer in being romantic for my friends like so I I love love like handwriting cards and sending them to my friends and I love like like buying you coffee like the other day I I was like like, but I think it's so important because it makes you feel good and like why wait for a romantic relationship to do that when you can be romantic that was just the nicest thing that was the best text like do you want a flat white that is the best text anyone can send me but it's a simple thing like it's literally but it's still thoughtful not everyone I don't know I think there's friendships and there's meaningful friendships. Okay, so what does opinion. a meaningful friendship mean to you? So I think just someone that you envision... Well, for me personally, like, I have... I have, firstly, quality over quantity, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then I have two key best friends that I hope would be in my life for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So you and Catherine. I, you know, there's other people, but, you, like, you two are so mm-hmm. important to me. Oh, and I think it's just important to maintain that. And it's not because I feel like I have to, it's because I want to. Yeah. And I've never had friendships like that before. Because I think I almost felt, when I was at school, I felt like I had to maintain it because it was, like, a pressure and you had to be a part of a group. Otherwise, you were, I don't know, like an outsider or yeah. a loner. And I was the outsider, just saying. I just, but, yeah. But you're right, you either had to be with people you didn't like or you're an outsider. Yeah. And school was quite a miserable place for me. Like, no disrespect. I think I, I did have friendships, but you're right, they weren't meaningful. It was a convenience no. thing. It was like, oh, yeah. we're in the same class. We happen to live in the same town. We know yeah. the same people. It's not like we had really shared interests or a deep level of mm. kind of understanding. And university was also really key for that to me. And my advice to anyone out there who's struggling to like find friends or find your tribe, the biggest advice I can give you is to just be your most authentic self. Like mm. I made friends in my second week of uni with Ali, who if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen <laughs> me and Ali. You a lot of people <laughs> do come up to me like, oh you were Miss Race friend Ali. But like he's he he's, he's a bit of a legend and an icon in his own way. We could he will undoubtedly be a guest on the podcast at some point but so I met him on my second week of uni and we literally met because we were doing like Lady Gaga choreography and me learning Lady Gaga choreography was something I used to do in my room when I was alone when I was in school and like then I made a friend through that so I think it's so important to have your interests and just be so and your values and really cultivate them and it's an ongoing thing I'm still and I'm sure I know you're the same you're discovering new things about yourself all the time but just to embody that and have your values and you'll by nature attract and Mm. come into place with the right kind of people but what I found compared to like being at school for example is that our friendships that I found at uni I didn't have to force at all like I Mm -hmm. didn't go out and seek it 
mm-hmm. it just came very naturally yes. which I guess is what they say about relationships in general whereas at school I almost felt like you had to be part of a clique so you had to physically go and like sit with that group in the playground or sit mm-hmm. next to someone in class whereas I feel like we just sort of gravitated towards each other eventually yeah. and it I can't it even pinpoint when it was it was just very no. natural and you, it's something I have to remind myself all the time that like we're at a stage Lily and I where we text each other like every day we, yeah. we I know I can just send her a voice note rambling on mm. and she sends me snapchat like it's it's we, we, we're at a stage of friendship. I've just mentioned three things that are purely digital, but I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. we, you know, we hang out the weekends, we know a lot about each other's lives, but it's taken, like, a good three years yeah. to get to the stage of on of gradual building up, and I have to remind myself about that, especially when it comes to rom- romantic relationships. Yeah. Like, you, it's never going to be... You're never going to be, like, at that, like, really deep level of mm. connection stage, like, right at the start of a friendship. It takes mm. time, and it takes... Trust as well. Trust, communication, and all these things are built over time, which can can be difficult to understand. But I think, yeah, yeah. it just kind of naturally happens. And I think as well, though, your 20s are such a time of uh, change yeah. and evolution. Yeah. People get into relationships. People they are do. getting new jobs. People yeah. are moving away. That makes it really challenging to keep a friendship in your 20s. So yeah. how, what, what, are you, what, do you, what are your thoughts around that? Um... I think, like you say, situations change and people come into people's lives which can pose challenges. So that could be, I don't know, especially if you're friends with someone from the opposite sex, that can be difficult if one of you is in a relationship because Mm -hmm. jealousy comes involved. Mm -hmm. And I know that from my own personal experience, when I was in a controlling relationship and it was very difficult for me to to maintain friendships that were male. Yeah. That, and that was really hard. And then from that, I learned to never, ever, ever let anyone do that to me ever again. Mm-hmm. So I think it can be other people as well. It's not always a straight up thing. Like challenges obviously come and go, but I think that's the main one. Um, and I guess communication as well. Like communication is so key in everything. Mm-hmm. But I think when you have a full-time job, if you're in a relationship, if you've got family stuff going on, it can be hard to remember to I don't know, text your friend and be like, hey, how's it going? Mm -hmm. And I think even, I don't know, but then equally with me, that's something that comes naturally. I don't feel like I have to do it. And I think that can almost pinpoint the friendships that are worth keeping and the ones that aren't That will naturally fall away and you kind of just let them go, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and I think everyone has these kind of relationships. So I think with relationships, you go through romantic relationships, you go through a breakup, but like with friendships, no one has that kind of... I mean, obviously, it's a bit difficult to go to someone and be like, you're like a friend, like, we're breaking up, this yeah. friendship is void. But yeah. sometimes you know when to pull away and you can tell when someone yeah. else is pulling away and you kind of just have to respect that, I think. Yeah. Now, you mentioned communication. What do you think makes for good communication in a from a friendship standpoint? I mean, I wouldn't say, like, everyday contact is exactly mm. necessary. I think it's just, like, I could not speak to you for a few days and it wouldn't you wouldn't see it as an issue and Mm -hmm. that's when you know you've got good friendship you're understanding whereas if people are suddenly like oh you haven't texted me in a few days that's when it's annoying yeah like a friendship shouldn't be a chore no I think and you're allowed to keep your boundaries too exactly obviously communication is key and I think that it's not even an issue when you have a normal healthy friendship Mm -hmm. so like we see each other very regularly, mm-hmm. but because we want to, not because yeah. I feel like, oh, I need to maintain this with Sinead because otherwise it's going to fizzle out. Well, no, it's not because mm. 
We're yeah. both like, well, meet for yourself. I don't know. I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> Lily, Stop I guess you come me. here to do my podcast. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll never speak to you again after this. Thank you, next. Yeah, we actually hate each other. <laughs> Obviously. Um, but to go back to communication, and you said that texting every day. Now, I think something that I've learned is while texting is great and I love technology and it's great you can tag your friends and Instagram memes mm. but I love I love it when there's like a private joke and something on Instagram yeah, like yeah. really resonates with a friend but I think nothing beats face no. to face or like on the phone contact so I had like Ali is a big FaceTimer he mm. loves a video call and if I'm being completely honest that used to really annoy me a couple so a couple of years ago I was super introverted and yeah. I never saw you because I was really focused on blogging like this was after I graduated <laughs> and I hated like socializing yeah. I was like I have to work on my blog and Ali would video call me and he would genuinely like want to know about my day what's going on in work mm. and I'd be like so annoyed and it wasn't until I was I was dating this guy a couple of years ago who was uncommunicative groundbreaking do I have a type who knows <laughs> um and and that's when I realised, like, hold on, why am I chasing after this guy when I already have a friend in my life want, who's, who's yeah. ringing me, like, at least, like, a couple times a week who wants mm. to know about my day? And, like, yeah, sometimes you have to wake up and, like, if someone is calling you, like, and if someone asks how you are, give them the details. Yeah. Like, d- yeah, yeah. Don't be like, yeah, work's fine or I'm really tired. Like, those are the responses yeah. we go to. Like, literally, tell me that yeah. you had something nice for lunch or tell me, you know what, the sky looks really fit today and that makes me feel good. Sky like, fit today, no, mate. <laughs> I have a friend no, I who likes sunsets. Like, tell me about what's lit you up today. Tell if something's got you down. Like, tell me. And I think when someone reaches out to you, really be mindful of how you're going back to them mm. and what stories you're telling them. Mm. Because people can only go back on, you know, mm-hmm. how much you've you've given them to work well, yeah. with. Like, so I use this example all the time, and I use it for work as well. And I always do it as a test for people in meetings or anyone that's new, which sounds really horrible, but it's a really good technique. So if you just ask them how they are, to me, if someone says, yeah, I'm good, how are you? So boring. Mm-hmm. Like, be, I, I know that's a polite thing to yeah. do, but for me, I just, like, I would never say that to you. No. I'd be like, well, I'm all right, but this has happened. This person's pissing me off. Yeah. I'm, oh, do, yeah. I'm doing this <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't know. I just think, don't, I don't know. Boring answers are just the the sign of a boring relationship. Mm, no, just don't hold back, I think, as yeah. well. Like, don't feel like because actually I used to sometimes feel like I was burdening people by telling them Mm. details but yeah I get that you know like it you need to open up and how are people going to know you're sad and Mm. be able to help you if if they don't know that you've your boss was like made you said something weird to you at work today or something like that like you've got to and once you open about these things you realize that actually other people are going through the same things and that's what people bond over. Mm. Now, we mentioned briefly about boundaries and you were saying like, you can't always be giving yourself to fret. Like sometimes if, it, if it's too much, if someone's being like, oh, you didn't like holding you yeah. accountable or something like from that point of view. Mm. Um, I think as well, it's important to note that you're not gonna be able to fix all your friend's, po- friend's no, problems so all of the time. Mm. And sometimes it's just about listening. And like, mm. there are times when I've sent you or Ali or my other friend, Sam, like just voice notes like, I don't expect you to reply to this, but I just need to get this off my chest yeah. right now. Um, mm. it, wh- what do you think? Like when when you've had problems, how do you kind of go to your friends about them? I think it's taken a really long time for me to ever be able to go to my friends. And I've only really been able to do it in the last three years because at school, like I, well, I, it's different because at school when I was like 14 to 18, I had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um so he was like my support system so I guess in a way I didn't really see the need to have friends and then after that and I went to uni I did then get another boyfriend who I went to but I also had my dad right 
And he was kind of like the main person I would speak to. So although he was a parent, he was like a best yeah. mate. And then obviously after that, dad passing away, still had Dan, but it was, it's just different. And I think now it's only up until this point in my life where I feel like if something's happening in my day, I actively want to tell my friends yeah. what's going on, positive or negative. And I think that's such a good sign because I've never had that before. Yeah. And I think mainly because I know that you would genuinely care or Catherine would genuinely care or equally, mm-hmm. like if something happens to you, I mm-hmm. want to know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, of course. Not because I'm nosy and cause, yeah. because I genuinely... Because you, you care about yeah. the other person yeah, yeah. and that's fine. So I think it's just the natural response to want yeah. to, you know, I think once you, things. Yeah, once you get into the habit of, because like you will go through shitty stuff in life, mm. you will go through pain and letdowns and disappointments. So you may as well have a support system around you exactly. who, you know, that is, that is going to, you know, help you and help you get through it and just be a listening ear. And you, mm. I like, I love hearing people's advice, but some, sometimes you don't even want to take that, but you just want to just, just, yeah, have someone like just listen to you. I like getting other people's opinions on my situation. If it, particularly if it's like a stressful one, because you're very positive. So Ding. I always go to you because I know that you're going to give me a better way to look at it. And the same with Catherine, she's mm-hmm. very comforting. So that's also why I go to you too, because I know that I'll feel better from the response. Whereas there's other people that I could go to, but they wouldn't put as much thought into it, I guess. Okay. So you would just come out of it feeling like, oh, that was a pointless yeah. conversation. Well, I'm glad to hear that my advice helps or it my does. perspectives of things. It does. And equally, likewise, I would say I love your realist approach. Realist. But you're often, I, I know you're like, you say you're like, oh, realist and like, but you're not you're not a pessimist i would say you you're you still have a good outlook on life and mm. it's good to have someone to recognize your own kind of outlook on the world and maybe have someone who who challenges that perspective in your life because mm. you know we are all like our differences are what make us human and what bring us together that sounded so cheesy but it it's is true, true. it is true yeah yeah i appreciate you i appreciate you <laughs> Should we talk about the Grat Chat? Oh yeah, let's talk about the Grat Chat. When did this... This started about a year ago. So yeah, I remember exactly when it yeah, started. Yeah, I remember exactly when it started. <laughs> I, didn't that that. Yeah. I didn't intend for that. I didn't intend for it. Lily had just gone through a, a tough... She was actually in a car crash. It was very dramatic. It was. It was there was some other stuff going on at the time. But she was in a car crash. She's fine on. now. Um, I, I didn't hadn't intended to start this around the Grat Chat, but I heard about this through um, a lady called Gala Darling, who is an Instagram lady slash personal life coach. Um, I will say, I, I don't know how teachings are for everyone, but I thought this was a fantastic idea. And I presented it to my friend Lily here and she was down for it. And it's really kind of, let me just explain what it is. Mm-hmm. So the concept is basically gratitude is the most important attitude. Like gratitude, gratitude is, 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 gratitude is an attitude. And having a grateful mindset is like kind of the key to, to to realizing what you have and then you're able to accept more abundance into your life. Yeah. So I know many people, there's a lot of talk of having a daily gratitude practice and a lot of people I've heard saying like, you know, I don't know how to do it every day. Having a journal is kind of a cumbersome thing or just meditating isn't for any or everyone. But the one thing we all do is we all have our phones and we all message our friends all day. Mm-hmm. So the concept of a gratitude chat is a chat I started a separate to our like normal WhatsApp chat. 
So it's just with Lily and I, and every morning we start our day by posting something that we're grateful for. Mm. This can be anything from I'm I've made myself a bomb ass salad for lunch, yeah. or someone's bought me a coffee. It's really nice. It's gone into bigger things like I'm really grateful for me. I remember once I was like I'm really grateful my parents have been here for me while I'm moving out, and they've been really helpful, and I'm so grateful to have them in my life. Yeah. Um, and. I can honestly say the gratitude chat was key. Like last year was a big year of change for both of us, but yeah, we both of us moved jobs. Both of I moved out and bought my own place. And I really think the gratitude chat was really instrumental personally, mm. like because once I took stock of what I had around me, it felt like I was able to move forward. Mm. Um, yeah. What do you think? Like how did the gratitude chat help you? No, I agree. And to be honest, it's just nice to actually have it to look back on because mm. you know, I've put stuff in there like, oh, I'm really grateful that I survived this, like physically or mentally, or I'm really grateful that I didn't stab this person this meeting. (laughs) And it reminds you of like funny stuff that's happened or like, and also when I was moving to London and like, you know, Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I'm grateful to have you here because that's partly why I'm here in the first place. And I think it's just nice. Like you say, it's very easy to take everything for granted. I know that sounds like such a boring thing to say, but when you do put everything into perspective, it is so nice to read back and like think, well, actually, look, I'm so lucky to have this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this job has enabled Mm -hmm. me to be able to afford this, this and this, which I couldn't do a few years ago. Mm -hmm. So I love it personally. And I don't feel any pressure to post in it every day or even if like you posted in it and I don't feel like I need Mm -hmm. to or vice versa yeah 100 percent. and it's also nice I think there's like good like funny pictures in there and stuff oh yeah and, like it's just I, I like sometimes like if I'm having a bad day I do like just Aww. reading through it and like looking what we said I'm like oh I remember that I remember that because you forget yeah. little things don't you about certain days and really I, I've learned life is, is about obviously my whole blog excuse me my whole my whole blog philosophy (laughs) is about finding the fabulous in every day and I do think it's these little details it's life isn't necessarily about all the big majestic life changing events it's sometimes about taking pleasure in the small Mm. things like I like my outfit today I look cute or I went to a dance class I'm grateful I have full use of my body like it's it really is a small thing so I guess the reason why I brought it up in this podcast is it's a really nice way to bring you closer to someone so you know, I, I, I fully appreciate as well that not everyone in your life is going to be, this is a concept they're going to be down for, but, you know, have a chat to some of your friends, people mm. in your circle, see if there's anyone in your network, maybe it's a stranger on the internet that, you know, you follow each other on Instagram, be mm. like, hey, I have this idea, do you want to ha- give this a go? And honestly, you'll you'll get to know what their life is like. It's a really nice window into someone's it's life. It's very refreshing because it's all very positive. Yes, and you do it first thing in the morning. Oh, it's a great start to your day. It is. There's it's so much negativity, even like... Yes. On, well, well, I'm sure we'll get to social media at some point in this conversation. Oh, I wanted to bring that up. Um, but I think it's just, the, it's the nice part of social media. It's the mm. bit that I actually like. Yes. Because there's so much about it that I hate, as yes, you know. Yes, I know, I know. Um, yeah, I just think it's a nice thing to do and I love it. So thank you for introducing it to me, Han. You're very Great. welcome. Thank you for taking to it too. Like, you've been very receptive of it. And, no, I love it. You know, like, it's nice to have someone in my life who I can say these things too and I'm not yeah. like go on mate you weirdo like yeah, stop messaging me sad emojis yeah, exactly. <laughs> well yeah um so oh you mentioned social media I did do you think social media plays a role in friendships and how do you think it shapes them so I wrote a few notes on this oh she, she's got her notebook out yeah um personally so if we take it from like a general perspective yes I think it can but 
in terms of like mine and yours, not at all. No. Like for me, so I used to be really bothered about like Facebook was the big thing and it was all like, yeah. oh, this person like this or this person didn't like this. So therefore they don't like me anymore, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Or like if you were dating someone and like they didn't like your Instagram, it's like, oh, it's over. He's watched my story. <laughs> it's done. We're finished. Blah, 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 blah. It's so true though, isn't it? And it's so ridiculous. And then actually like, I just try not to give a shit about it anymore. So yeah. I'm swearing. That's fine. Um, yeah, but what I've what I've tried to do now, I mean, even like the way that you use your Instagram account is very different to mine, mm-hmm. and that doesn't make a single bit of difference in terms of our friendship no. because you have your passion and your content content on there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, whereas I sort of yours more about friends and family. Post pictures of my dog and yeah. my sisters, and that's kind but of. But that's it. a normal pa- like I sometimes miss when social media was like about me tagging pictures of my Maybe friends. Maybe you should like, have two not... accounts. I was thinking about having a fin a finsta. It's called like a fake a finsta, finsta, which is oh. when you have a lot of like I've heard a lot of people doing this, and they have it like for their small group of friends. Oh yeah, that's quite good. Like just a private one, but then I I don't know if it's like making CBA another in- that, yeah. Instagram account. But you're right. <laughs> like Facebook was a really big thing. I think we grew up like it was right around the time we were in like secondary school and yeah, doing the GCSEs. When the started. And it, who's in a relationship with who yeah. and who went to what party? And it I think it it does inevitably sh- shape your friendship. And I think it's really nice. Like you said, like you tag yourself in a meme, or you're like, yeah, oh that, my god, obviously. this remind me of you. You look fit in this dress, like that. Yeah. Kind of stuff I is really that. nice, mm. but seeing like it can really suck as well. If like you see all your friends together, like a group of friends, and you're like, oh, why wasn't I invited into that? I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I've there's always huge, a reason yeah. for those things, and you you can't sometimes I've had read huge into them, amounts but... of issues with that at school because like I was part of a girl group that I little mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually no. So I was part of like a group of girls. I guess there was like ten of them. And I actively didn't like a single one of them. Right. I don't talk to any of them now. Like, I, mm-hmm. I speak to no girls from school. Yeah. I don't like any of them. I have pure confidence in saying that. doesn't okay, bother right. me. Like, it's out there. But they're on different paths, right? On different paths, very different people. But I remember, like, the first, I guess, form of, like, anxiety that I would get is if you saw something on Facebook and you weren't in it. Mm. And I guess for me, it wasn't that much of a big deal because I was like, well, I have a boyfriend, so screw all of you. Mm. You're all, like, lame, blah, blah, blah. But that was, I guess, the first bit of social anxiety. And I guess from that, it's almost like people feel pressured if someone uploads something on Instagram, do you have to like it because they're your best friend that you feel like you should? And then I was thinking, I was thinking about this in the shower, which is quite weird, but I do have all my very important (laughs) thoughts in the shower. Yeah, me too, me too. Like, why can't I just scroll past something and mentally think, yeah, I like that. Why do I have to double That's tap so it? That's so interesting. Because I'm doing it to satisfy the other person, yeah. which we've conformed to. It's got nothing to do whether I like it or That's not. It's so pleasing the other person. I, you know what? That's that really interesting because actually, I think it was Mr. RuPaul himself. He once said, imagine if Instagram had no like button. Imagine I if all did. these social media yeah, like, didn't have... I really wish I also... Because I remember when Facebook didn't have a like button. That's how old I am. God but I, I remember... Like, I think... I remember thinking it's made people lazier because it's easier to double tap rather than like posting a comment like you look really pretty here yeah, or exactly. I lazy. love that mug or something like, like lazy maybe this is another way to like build a friendship with someone instead of liking their picture like Tell leave a nice comment nice. yeah leave a nice explain why you've liked their picture that's that's a nice thing to do I think this is one of the notes I wrote and this was after a glass of wine yesterday oh my god really I love funny. it um conforming to fake friendships satisfy the demographic on instagram that is so true Mm -hmm. though like and it goes with all the like stuff like people 
post and I'm guilty of it like for example so when we went to Greenwich last week mm-hmm. I put on my story that I was in Greenwich and then I thought about this this the other day like why did I actually feel like I needed to do that yeah who am I putting that up yeah. for because it's not myself because yeah. I know that I'm in Greenwich yeah. so why do I need to that's so interesting I feel like social media is a whole other thing that we could go into but yeah I do think you do have to be mindful about how you use it I think and mindful and intentional and when it comes to your friendships like make sure you're lifting people up and make sure you're you know Mm. like I think I'm comfortable in that I know that if I don't like your Instagram you're not going to be going to be like what a bit I don't even know too fine (laughs) to be honest exactly it's too too many followers I'm not going to notice me (laughs) you know I've got a lot of fans but that's too many fans for me um yeah I just I I reckon 10 years ago social media really affected me because that's when it was new Mm. whereas now I don't really care like I use Mm. it because I like to store memories well yeah that's that's kind of it and like even I was saying to you the other day like I don't have my whatsapp notifications anymore yes because I want to use it I want to use it when it's like up to me not because someone's messaged me so I feel like I need to reply and again like I know you don't care if I don't get back to you for a few hours or whatever like it doesn't matter so yeah I think it's just healthy, healthy relationships healthy, with social media. Yeah, healthy boundaries. Again, boundaries. Mm. Setting boundaries with friends if someone's draining you. Setting boundaries with social media if it's making you feel that way. Mm. You kind of need to take a step back. And remember, it's all an illusion. Like, everything None of it's you real. see, everything is curated. And I think people know that in the back of their minds. But you're right, it's still such a new technology. We're all still learning It's only going to get worse, guys. No! So come on, social see, media. this is like... <laughs> well... I was listening. I see. I'm very much. I I do think you just have to get your mindset right. If yeah, your mindset's you right before you get on, open that app and you you're intentional with it and you're like, okay, I want to look at things that are inspiring me. I yeah. want to, you know, is this lifting me up? If if following a Victoria's Secret model is like, I literally unfollowed like all models. I used to follow loads of celebrities and models, and I was like, I unfollowed them all because they just made me feel like shit. And I was like, oh, I'm yeah, no, and beauty. Oh my god, beauty blog like. Obviously, I love the whole blogger movement and influencers. Mm. We're massively digressing here. But I got rid of, like, all the beauty. Because I was like, oh, my God, I can't do my makeup like that. And I thought there's something wrong with me. So everyone just wears, like, yeah. full bake and contour. But actually, yeah. they don't. And I like my face now. And I like how I do my makeup. But anyway. But bringing it back to friendship. <laughs> yeah. I only follow, like... I mean, I don't even have 50 friends. But I followed that amount of people. Yeah. Because... I just don't care about anyone else. Like, no. all Keep I care about is, more. yeah, friends and family. That's all I, like, from a social media perspective, mm-hmm. that's all I want on there. Okay, Do you remember anyway. in Marrakesh when we did that massive cleanse? Oh, yeah, we did. We got we... rid of, like, we unfriended loads of yeah. people. Yeah, um, so, sorry, anyone. Yeah, well, I literally <laughs> have, like, I unfriended loads of people after I left school because I just, I was a different person and I mm. evolved and I was like, I, I don't really have any interest in, in, you know, me seeing into your life or me, or you seeing into mine and that's just, it's like dead weight like I think it's important to to give it all a cleanse sometimes and shed the dead weight and evolve let yourself evolve from the ashes like a phoenix I just did this like dramatic like if only there was evolving movement do you reckon any of our neighbours can see us they're like what the hell are they doing no don't worry this is the most tame thing you think what do you think I thought of my Britney choreography last night that's so true actually I was doing Janet I was actually dancing to Janet Jackson last night they probably (laughs) enjoyed it what advice would you give to someone who's maybe struggling to make friends or is, you know, feels like they don't have a support system? Mm. That is a really difficult one. Um, I think, firstly, there's no answer to finding good friends, just like there's no answer to finding a good relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, 
for me personally I've always been really lucky because even when I didn't have decent friends I always had my sisters uh, or like my mum or I've had I've got like a million cousins who I'm mm-hmm. really close to so I think start off small like if you if you've got family and stuff because you can be family and then still have a friendship which is yeah. a different relationship yeah 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 like my dad was my best mate and sometimes we'd have conversations and not forgetting that he was my dad but it's just you can almost separate yeah. that blur the line yeah like I consider it. my parents my best friends yeah exactly like, I consider your mum my one of yeah exactly <laughs> yeah go beyond our age group I oh think, my god as well. yeah like so much wealth of like experience knowledge, yeah. and knowledge it's so like true. older people at work like even younger people you can take them under your wing and share mm. your own experiences mm. like yeah get out of your age group and I think with social awkwardness, like I, so I didn't drink, I was teetotal throughout my whole time at uni and I, because of that, I felt like I couldn't make friends, I was like, oh my god, I'm so socially awkward, but really, you have to stop telling yourself the story that you're socially awkward, like. I think everyone is to a point, right? Yeah, I think you're right, everyone's, everyone's scared, everyone, everyone just wants to talk about themselves at the end of the day, so if you. And not be judged. If you go open and you just like, talk to someone and ask them like questions, like Mm. you'll be fine and. Like, definitely go to a dance class on your own. Go I was going to say, do stuff by yourself. Like, mm-hmm. be independent. Yeah. That's something that I really, really learned, like, after uni. Um, when I was, like, really newly single. Because yeah. I was really used oh, yeah, to doing something. Some... Yeah. yeah. So, to me, that was terrifying. But, actually, it was so rewarding. And even if you, I don't know, join a running club or whatever your interests are. Or, like, I'm trying to find a really good book club. Mm-hmm. Like, your, if like anyone my, knows of a good book club yeah, in the Chelsea area. In the Chelsea area, yeah. Yeah, this this bitch is a made yeah. in Chelsea. I don't... Yeah. <laughs> well, technically it's Fulham. Okay, sorry. Fulham. Okay, Fulham, Chelsea, South South London area. Yeah. Let us know. Um, yeah, I guess just pursue your interest and go from there. Like, unfortunately, and I think it's probably quite a good thing that isn't, like, a Tinder for friends. I mean, I guess you could go on Tinder mm. and look for a friend. I think there is, there's Bumble Business. I tried to use oh, really? it. And there's also an app called Vina, which oh, God, I tried to use to find, like, to network with bloggers. I didn't have much luck on it, to be mm. honest. But these apps are available. If you've ever used a friendship app, let us know. I'd be interested to I'd be to very see interested to know. If it worked, maybe it would work. Like, it's an interesting concept. Um, there's less pressure making friends mm. and making a like romantic relationship I guess isn't there yeah definitely and especially if you you know if you've got a shared hobby like you're a photographer and, or, yeah. or you're a blogger and you want to meet a photographer or you're you know something like that like yeah I definitely think like cultivate your interests I met Ali because I went to glee club on my own at uni yeah. and yeah I made friends that way and uni would be my advice go yeah. to uni go to uni you'll find your and that was what my mum said to me because I remember I was terrified to leave my school friends who I thought were my friends at the time because mm-hmm. I was like, well, I'm going to miss out. Like a lot of them were staying in Bournemouth and I was moving away. And my mum was like, you will find your lifelong friends at Winchester. And I was like, no, I won't. I've already got my lifelong friends. But obviously, as they always are, my mum was right. So mm-hmm. yeah, mums are that would be right, my best so... advice, which isn't yeah, going to you... work for everyone. No. But I think my advice to anyone is just to be your most authentic self and discover what being your authentic self means to you. And by that process, by trying different things, your your tribe will emerge, your coven, your your people will come out and yeah, you'll you'll find them. So, is there anything else you want to say about friendships? I think just in general like you for me the only friendships that I'm interested in is ones where there aren't any pressure. 
And yeah. that took me ages to find. Now I've got that. Which effortless. is really lovely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's all you need. If if like if you if you're in a friendship circle where you I remember having a friend actually who I'm obviously not going to name because I still have her on social media. I probably should get rid of her. And like she, I would get anxiety when she texted me because oh she used to like flip out over the slightest thing. Oh like no. she was very like she's one of those people that's very controlling and like no, very like her. everyone would suck up to her because her negative reaction would just be terrifying so it was right. easier to conform to that okay and I just remember like if she texts me I would just instantly think oh my god I've done something wrong oh no and there must be so many people that have yeah. that and that's obviously that could be a relationship as well but it's difficult it's um completely different mm-hmm. so I just think like I don't know you know you've made it with your friends when you don't get anxiety when oh. they text you <laughs> okay I'm glad you don't get anxiety when I text you get anxiety when you don't text me oh, <laughs> not joking I'm sorry. Um, I don't think I've ever had bad friendships. I've just grown apart from people, I Mm. think. It's all part of growing up. You have to go through the bad stuff to experience the good stuff. Yes, amen. It is everything. Mm -hmm. Well, on that note, before we wrap this up, I wanted to ask you what I ask all of my guests, and that is, what is your fabulous du jour? Do you know Mm. what? Just having a really nice coffee. Amen. (laughs) Amen. So boring. But no, I feel like if I don't have that, I'm not myself. And if sometimes you can get a really bad coffee and it ruins mm. not ruins your day, that sounds dramatic. Mm-hmm. But if I have a nice coffee, it puts me in a bloody good mood and then sets it, yeah. doesn't it? Sets the precedent for the rest of the day. That's good. Well, that's good. Nice and coffee. You make your coffee your fabulous du jour and you enjoy that coffee and you luxuriate in its taste. And how do you want my listeners to find their fabulous this week? What's one thing you want them to do? Hmm. Just do something that you wouldn't normally do. Treat yourself. Like okay. I did the other day when I bought my little tube pass because I lost my oh, yeah. one. Buy something nice for yourselves. That's always nice, isn't it? Yes, that Treat is yourself. Nice. Go to Oliver Bonus and buy something nice. This is <laughs> not a sponsor. Not sponsored. I wish it was. <laughs> I wish it was. Yeah, I really wish it was. Treat yourself. All right, Lily. Well, I think on that note, treat yourself. Um, we're going to go for some nice dinner. Yeah, we are. But I can't bloody wait. Thanks for being on my podcast. Thank you for having me. It's love you lots. Love you lots, Han. Bye, Han. Bye, Han. <laughs> Thanks for joining me on Finding Your Fabulous. Don't forget you can come say hi on Instagram and Twitter at Sinead Sontel. That's Sinead, S-I-N-E-A-D, Saint like Saint Laurent and L like the magazine. Stay fabulous. <laughs>